0: people structure their businesses based on someone telling them that, Oh, um, my brother, my brother did an LLC, so I'm doing an LLC as well. My brother did a, so I'm doing it as well. They don't understand that there is a strategy behind each structure. There are three things that you look at when you're structuring your business. First of all, you're looking at your business strategy. Number two, you're looking about tax optimization. And number three, which is very important in our countries, especially when you start making money, is you want to protect your asset. You want to, it's asset protection. How do I make sure that when I make this money, the guy who is next door is not going to come and fall? And then limit, if I don't limit my liability, limitation of liability, because everybody wants to sue you once you start making money in the United States. Yeah. (laughs) So that is why structure is so important.
1: Good morning, guys, and welcome to a new episode of the show, The Reason You Are Broke. This is the show where we have a conversation about your money and your life. And in each episode, we get you tons of inspiration and practical advice to keep you motivated as you begin to get intentional with your money. This podcast is recorded with a live audience on YouTube and Facebook and we do take questions during the show. But if you're listening right now and you would like to send a question to the podcast, check the show notes for a link to send a voice message. Please note, your question might be featured on a future episode of the podcast. Thanks for listening. Today on the show, I have an amazing gentleman with me today, Mr. Charles Njoya. He is, a, he is a CPA. He's an entrepreneur. He's the owner and founder of CHN Advisors. Like He's the founding partner. And today, all we're going to be talking about is credit, business, taxes, everything money. So if you do have questions, be sure to join us today. And as you join us, please go ahead and put in the comment. Just let us know where you're watching from. And be sure to ask your questions because this is a rare opportunity we have today to pick a brain that's a rare brain. Hi, Charles. Welcome to my platform.
0: Hi, Ida. It's a pleasure to be here. Um, I'm just excited to be part of this crew today and I'm looking forward to it.
1: Amazing. Please go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit
0: about you. Who's Charles? So um, Charles and Julia have been... In this profession of um, business advisory, I've been consulting for 25 years. Um, I started my career in a company called Price Waterhouse Coopers, and I was there for quite a long time. I grew up to the level of a partner within that company. Um, then I started in Cameroon, moved to the UK, still with the same company. And then I moved from the UK. I came. I went back to Africa, where I was across um, Africa, working out of Gabon, helping across Africa, reporting on group companies that were all over the world. And uh, later in 2011, I moved to the United States, still with United, still with PwC. And um, two year, three years ago, I left the company, joined uh, a smaller firm. Um, I was there uh, for a year, then moved to create my own company. And since then, we have, we started the journey of CHN. CHN is a group. uh, It's a group of three companies. Um, We have the CHN group. And under the CHN group, we have CHN Advisors, which is mainly a business consulting company. And um, we have CHN Financial, which is, um, it, was, uh, it was born out of um, the realization that people needed a lot of help. A lot of entrepreneurs needed help. And on my platform, I needed to uh, build something that could help them. So we built CHN Financial, which is a financial literacy company. And it also does, typically does credit repair. Then the third company is where I specialize heavily. I do a lot of work there. It's um, tax resolution, it's called CHN tax resolution. And the structure is this way for financial constraints, but also for tax purposes, we'll talk about that. So I've been um, at the helm of this company for two years now, and uh, it's an amazing experience.
1: Amazing. So for those who don't know, PwC, that's Pricewaterhouse, and that's one of the big four accounting firms, when you talk about accounting firms that are known worldwide. Uh, that's PricewaterhouseCoopers. Uh, there's something I haven't told you before. You know, when I was when I was younger and when I was trying to decide on what to do in university, because I was very good in math in school, right? So when I was like, I want to go to university and I want to study math. And my family was like, you're going to study math and you'll come out and you'll be a math teacher. Is that what you want to be? And I said, no, heck no, I don't want to be a math teacher. So my <laughs> options were like okay, go do banking and finance, go do accounting. And I was, so when they're saying go do accounting, I say, but what is accounting? And I said, well, that's what Charles does. So you were the only person I knew at the time who did accounting. And you were the reference point for my family saying, go and do accounting because that's what Charles does and it pays good money. But <laughs> so you have been
0: an, an inspiration for me without even knowing it. You know, I I, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I mean, it's uh, humbling for me to hear this. And um, Ida, you know, I've known you for so many years. Yeah. I knew you when you were still growing up. And I've been connected to you in one way or the other for so many years. And um, I am just proud of what you're doing. And uh, if I could be an inspiration to somebody, then I couldn't be more, more humbled. And <laughs> I, I I won't say you did a wrong choice. You, you know, seeing what you're doing I I'm sure you 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 had a, you did the right the right choice. <laughs> Thank you.
1: My cheeks are starting to hurt from all the smiles. <laughs>
0: I know, I know, right? I know.
1: <laughs> yeah, awesome. So, um I want to go in first with this whole notion of the American system. How does the American system work and what are some things that we need to understand about this system in order to 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 understand credit, taxes and business as a whole.
0: Great question. I mean, um, you know, I'm going to tell you a little bit of story. When I moved to this country, I mean, I had lived an incredible life. I was blessed to leaving school. I went straight to a top tier company and I was just moving across the world and I made good money. So when I, uh, I was so comfortable in my own zone. I mean, the first time I moved to this country, when I came to this country, I was working out of PwC in Aberdeen, and we had a client in uh, Texas, in uh, Dallas. This client is in the oil because I was specialized in oil and gas. Mm -hmm. So we moved from Aberdeen. We came here to do because the head office of that company was in Aberdeen. And I had been moving to many countries, France, I had moved across the world at the time. So when I came to the United States in 2001, I felt something different about this country. When people go to other parts of the world, I mean, I have some experience, so I can talk about these things because I've, I speak to a lot of people.
1: Yeah.
0: When people move to Europe, China, Asia, South Africa, they go there to build something, gather wealth and bring it back to Cameroon. But there's something about America that is really engulfing. When you come to America, just from the airport, you feel like, this is the place I want to leave it. There is something about this country, about people, the way people receive people, the way people, you feel like you belong to the community. Then at the time we decided, I told myself, I wasn't married there. I told myself, this is where I was going to leave from that experience. When I went back to the UK, two years later, three, I went back to Africa. I was doing everything. In 2008, we moved here. We bought a home. We, we didn't move here. I came here, bought a home and we left it here, went back to Africa just to tell you how much this country affected me. For some reason, when I left BWC in Africa and I was moving to the United States, I wasn't still sure I wanted to be here. I had everything. I had been so carried away by what was happening in Africa that I just felt like I had to go back to Africa. It took me some time to adapt to this community. So the question is, how does America work? When I took time, after I'd spent time, I decided that, I am so too intelligent to be in the richest country in the world and not realize that I am in the richest country in the world. And that changed my perspective altogether. I started, even when I was working for PwC, I still had that mentality of thinking, I am not very comfortable here. My comfort zone is back home where I'm the big guy, I'm everything, all this kind of stuff. So after a while i started and that's the reason i left pwc i left pwc because it was too big for me to understand the system we met i was meeting all these board of directors i was going through all these big meetings then i joined a regional firm and that's how i started learning because i knew that my my the gate this america is not built for employees this system is built for employers it is built for business people Yes. And once you understand that, the next question is, how do I build that business to be able to leave what they call this American dream? And that is where I started thinking. My first thing was, I will not learn this thing out of PwC. I will become that corporate guy who knows nothing about what's going on. Because if I leave PwC, I am going to be that small guy on the road And how do I get into these smaller businesses? Because those are my clients. Yes. And how did I do that? I went into a smaller company and that's where I started learning things. The first thing I wanted to learn, and this is something that is an aberration. Everybody in this country, there is one thing that is so important for everybody living in this country. When we grew up, we knew cash was king. Cash is king, cash is king. But cash is not king in America credit is king Uh that is a complete change of mindset and we have to once you understand that the next question is how do i get that credit how do i get that credit because everything that you acquire in this country you don't pay cash for it you basically have access to it gets rights to it you get a right to it but the cash you paid over installments that's why you get a mortgage that's why you get long term payments over things that you already own. In Africa, if you see somebody with a home, he bought it cash. Yeah. In America, if you see somebody with a home, he has it on credit. It's not a bad thing, but it's just a systems change, and you have to understand that. So my second thing was, how do I get access to this credit? I have a job. I was earning good money from BWC. So now the next thing is no school is going to teach you about credit. Go to Harvard, go to Yale, go to Stanford. No school is going to give you that financial background that you need. So I started, I learned into it because I was already doing that in some way in my Mm. profession as a a financial, uh, uh, in in my industry. So when I, I understood, the second thing that I understood was that For me, I already have a great job. I have the background. I have that credibility that people, uh, that, that is there. The next thing is, what is that thing that will access me? People, there's something called taxes. People don't understand the impact of taxes in this country. People go to do taxes just as a compliance tool. Taxes in the United States are supposed to be a strategic tool. Yeah. It is a strategic tool. What does that mean? That means that when you are preparing sta- taxes, in our community, we are so, I don't say this with any condescendency We are always very, mon- uh, very penny wise. We think a lot about how much am I going to pay for this? Yeah. We don't think about how much am I going to gain by doing this right? or by doing this with somebody who understands the whole concept and is going to make me get to that next level. Yeah. In this country, to get to the next level, there are two main things. Two. Two. Number one is going to be your taxes, not even your credit, because you have credibility. Number one is your taxes. The way you prepare your taxes determines how far you want to go. I mean, I'll talk to you about my business in a short while, but... yeah. When you, when you are preparing, when you go out there and you get the guy, I, I, I mean, I run a tax business. I run a consulting business. I run a business. I tell people that I'm not the cheapest guy in the world, but I am the guy who's gonna make you get rich. I'm gonna take you from one level to the next level. I, it's all about what is the value I get from this guy. And, I, um, and this has worked tremendously. When you go to get access to any item in this United States, the first thing that they're going to ask you is bring us your tax returns. Yeah. So the question is, what are these yeah, people looking for? for yeah. tax returns? What are they looking for? Tax returns in this country, if you make, for example, $100,000 a year on your tax return, you have access to a million dollars, 10 times that amount in credit. So, and what you would see in this country, and I say this out of knowledge because I know it, Mm -hmm. 90%, that is almost every, in every, most of the billionaires in this country, almost all of them, they're the highest debtors. They have debt. Because you build wealth with debt. Uh We have grown in that mentality where we think that I don't want debt. I don't want debt. I want to do things with cash. Cash is going to take you here, and that's it. You stay here. Now, if you get your your tax returns properly done, that is when you go to the next level. Because imagine an investor, an investor, the biggest, the biggest, the number one business killer. It's something they call cash flow. Cash is the number one killer of businesses. And for you to get access to cash is golden for any business. So you have a credit, you have a tax return, which is properly done because 90% of our people, when they go, the only way they know how to avoid taxes is something, this another cow, which we're going to talk about. Yeah. The only way they know how to avoid taxes or the only way most of the people on the side road who are doing taxes know how to avoid taxes is to tell you, don't report that income <laughs> <laughs> don't report it because you're going to pay tax on
1: it. That is so true. Smiley. and that's the thing right a lot of people go to do their taxes with people who have learned how to use a software yes so they can pay twenty dollars fifty dollars and that's it they don't want to they don't want it. like you said they're being penny wise and pound foolish
0: yes so it is i see that all the time and then what happens is so i have talked about taxes prepare your taxes with someone who understands. When I prepare taxes, let me tell you something. There are three, there are things that the first thing I want to know when I have a client, what are your objectives? You want to, you are a business guy because I tell people I make them rich. I make you richer. And that is first thing: what do you want to achieve? I want to buy that commercial property. What it's worth a million dollars. Okay. Now the first thing they're going to ask you, I tell you this, the first thing they're going to ask you is your tax returns. So how is your tax returns looking like? Like, how are your tax returns looking like? Let me have those tax returns. And then I structure you towards getting that asset. Yeah. There is something that you call tax optimization. Tax optimization is really about planning your taxes in a way that you avoid taxes. Let me tell you, The richest people in the United States don't pay taxes. Good point, Donald Trump. They don't pay taxes. (laughs) And how do they not pay taxes? People say, oh, it's a problem. It is not a problem. They are using what you call leverage. Yeah, They get the best people to work for them. When you get the best people working for you, they take you from one level to the other. Donald Trump will never tell you that he's one is one pound less than what he actually is he will always tell you that he's 20 pounds more than what he's worth because that is what gives him access to the billions that is number one so your taxes have to be done by the right people who will take you to that level where you want to go number mm-hmm. one number two is your credit and that is why we founded chn uh, financial mm-hmm. your credit is king Your credit is king. I will repeat that anywhere in the United States. So when you are, I see, when I started my business, the first, let me tell you a little bit. When I started my business, because I started first of all with a partnership, which didn't work out. Then I decided I was gonna go solo. I went and bought an existing firm, a franchise. So I bought this franchise. I had on my portfolio, uh, 1,200 clients. Mm-hmm. So when I went through these clients, these are people who are making money. Some are making somewhere 2 million, 50,0, a lot of money in businesses. But 90% of them have credit issues. So they have stalled in their business. And mm-hmm. my thing is, how do you get to a business level where you're stalled? In the United States, where the, this is the largest capital uh, funding uh, uh, entity in the world. We yeah. So I told, that's, so I told these people, you have, number one, they didn't even care about their credit. So I, the first thing I just told them, you can't live like this. Your business has, for you to go to the next level. And all of them were looking for cash. Oh, my business this cash. You cannot get cash if you don't have credit. So when you're so, talking about this
1: credit, are you referring to personal credit or business credit in general? Number or one, both?
0: number one, it depends on structure. Again, yeah. business structure is a cash. It's another cow that we can talk about. hmm The structure matters, but the first thing as an entrepreneur, when you're getting to business, forget about your business credit. First, have a good credit by yourself, because when you are an entrepreneur, when you get into the banking system, they look at you as the individual. It is you, the individual. So it is going to go through your social security. So once you have built your personal credit, then you can now build your business credit and business credit depends on how you structure the business. If you have a single member LLC or you're a single business, you're a sole proprietor, or you have, you run a business as a solopreneur. It is always going to start by you as an individual, but Mm -hmm. if you structure it as a separate legal entity, then now you can now build the credit of that entity and let it build itself. That's another car. We can talk about that. So, it is so important that you take care of number one, your taxes, get your taxes done by that person who's going to take you to that next step. Number two, you have to take care of your own personal credit. If your credit is always at 700 and above, then you have that business which is building. Let's I, I repeat, if you are making a $100,000 out of your business, you have access to a million dollars. Yeah. And then you can I can tell you that you could make a million dollars in the United States and you have those two things million dollars in the United States means you're going to pay about five almost five hundred almost five hundred and fifty thousand dollars in taxes in the United States out of a million dollars you made but there is a way for us for all the for, for, for those who understand because there's a difference between a tax preparer and someone who is a tax planner. Yes Yes, you have to know, a tax planner is that guy who understands those rules, who understands how to avoid taxes, because tax avoidance is a great thing. What takes you to jail is tax evasion. Evasion. Tax avoidance, there are clear rules within the tax law that allow businesses, that is an incentive for businesses to grow. So you just use those rules. You could make a million dollars in net assets, in net revenue, in net profit in a year. And then you meet Charles and Julia. I, I, I structure it. You don't pay it down. Actually, you get a refund. That is interesting. And I'm sure our audience will want to know more about that. <laughs> I mean, this is, I'm yes. not saying this. We're saying this public, And I tell you, the worst thing that's going to take you to jail is on understating that, that your income understating your income. Most of the tax preparers on the roadside, my friend, I do tax resolution. Tax resolution means people come to me because they have problems with the IRS. I represent them at the IRS. So they bring all these issues. 90% of the cases I see, oh my, I gave it to my friend or this person did my taxes. This is you're owing 100, last, 100 and something thousand dollars, 200. I've had people owing $500,000 to the IRS. So all these things, there is an easy way to go through it. I'm talking about individuals. So if you're mm-hmm. owing money to the IRS, it's not a bad thing. If I have a client who is owing 500,000 to the IRS, before, for you to owe 500,000, you must have made a lot of money. So owing the money is not the problem. I can resolve that and make it even either go away or reduce it to the minimum. And then structure you in a way that you never pay taxes. No you, you okay, not never pay taxes. Uh, and you avoid taxes as much as possible.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think now because because the way the American system is structured, which we all understand it's like a credit-based system, a lot of people then fall into habits that they're like, I want to try to build my credit, but in the process, they are actually just getting into bad debt. I'm putting them in a, themselves in a position that's like they're digging a hole for themselves. Yes. Can you throw some light on, on how
0: people can build credit L- let me tell without you so. getting right. in this yes. mess? I am glad we're talking about this because I'm sure 90% of the people who are watching us don't have a clue about credit. Yes. 90%. Yes. Maybe more. And this is a travesty. of those people, you will see that they went through Ivy League schools. They went through some of the best schools in the United States, but they don't know a thing about credit. This is a travesty.
1: Yeah.
0: I'll tell you why. And then let me tell you what I tell people. There's a rule in taxes that is called the 35, 30, 15, 10, 10. Repeat that. 35, 30, 15, 10, 10 okay if You understand the details, the basis around there then you are you have your freedom from this thing called credit the 35 percent rule remember the credit in the United States it goes from from 300 that is the poorest credit right up to there are people who don't have credit at all I'm talking about people who have credit when you come new in the country you don't have credit it's still very early but you, you go from 300 to 850 that's the credit threshold 850 is the maximum credit you hardly ever get 850 then 350 is the worst credit what happens is that 35 percent of your credit score is going to be uh, determined by something called your payment history how often how quickly how on time do you pay your do you pay your bills? There is also a caveat around there because the way the banking structure, the banking system is a cartel. How do they make money? They make money by making your credit low. <laughs> they make money by making your credit low. So you get to pay higher interest rates. Exactly, because the number one source of income for the banking system is interest. It's interest. The lower your credit, Higher the credit, they hire the interest. The interest, rate. Yes. So the guy who is 850 credit score, 800 credit score, the bank doesn't really like that guy. But it's functioning with that guy because he's the least risk. They don't like that guy. So they are doing everything on a daily basis to punch it down. So that as you go down, that guy is getting interest rates for 1%. Nobody cares about him. He can even get certain things for free without getting any interest. The other guy who is on 600 or 580 or his credit score is 30, his interest rate is 35,
1: 40%. Yeah. The banks love that guy. And that's the person who is going to get credit increases every time in the mill you want to
0: sit and you get a, a, a you credit get limit increase or you get a new yes. credit card offered to you. So the problem is instead of helping you with that 35%, which is payment history, the banks or the the financial institutions, what they do, they have a payment deadline that they put on you. They tell you you have to pay by this date. You pay by that date and you still get a problem. The problem is that date, as long as much as it is important, the more important date you want to know when do these vendors report to the credit bureau? When is the reporting date to the credit bureau? that is so important that you pay it down before they are reported to the credit bureau. Because at times you pay by the due date, but the reporting date to the credit bureau was before the due date. So you are still showing this and your credit's not going down. So you're crying. So 35% of your credit, and if you missed a payment, out of that from 300 to 850, there is 650 uh, points in there. Mm-hmm. 35% of those uh, three, the 650 points, those 600 points, is 650 points is related to your payment history so when you miss a bill it's gonna hit you about 30 points 40 50 points down your credit score you were on 600 you just missed one bill it is reported and you're down to 550 or you're down to 500 because you just missed one payment
1: Mm -hmm.
0: so payment history account so it's a big bucket i don't want to go there as much the second thing is your credit utilization That is 30% of your credit score is related to credit utilization. So you have credit cards, all your credit cards, they add up to, say, $100,000 worth of credit card or $10,000. You have to make sure that at every point in time, when it is the reporting date for the credit bureaus, at every point in time, you're less than 30% of that max of that credit card because it shows the banking system how much you are financially stressed if you use maxing your credit card you cannot tell the financial system that oh I'm just maxing it because I want it they assume that you don't have money you're struggling That's so once, once it's maxing out they're killing you on your credit your credit is falling and 30 percent is related to that then 15 percent of your credit is related to your age of your credit we can talk about that how old are those credit cards if you've been maintaining good credit history for the last 30 years you are far better than someone who's been just who just started like five years ago or ten years ago so age of your credit is is 15 percent of your credit score mm-hmm. then you have how many different types of credit someone who has a car note a credit cards, who have all these things and the mortgage is far better than someone who has none of those. 10% is related to that. And then every time you inquire because you wanna buy something and then whether they accept or they deny, it's gonna dump your credit score by 10%. That is the rule of 35, 30, 15, 10, 10. There is a lot of meat in there. People can go into there. People can contact us. We can talk about this and we help people with credit on that on those lines. Wow, this is information that we, you don't find anywhere. You
1: don't find anybody who's gonna break it down. To explain it to you in this way nobody so no, this is amazing no. you won't learn this in school guys i hope you guys are watching and if you do have questions please put them in the comments charles is gonna answer as many as possible so some people actually went ahead and sent me some questions before yeah. the show which i'm gonna take <laughs> okay. which i'm gonna take right now yes. Yes. so um i had a lady she's in maryland she wants to know how much she should be claiming back in taxes in order to pay the government the list and in order to still get enough on her paycheck? It's a single mom, three kids, Maryland.
0: Okay, the tax system in America is a pay-as-you-go system. So the pay-as-you-go system means when you earn money, you have to pay your taxes. You don't wait until you pay your taxes at the end. So the withholding on your taxes, if you're working for somebody, if you're an employee and you get a W-2, they normally would withhold your taxes for you. They pay Uncle Sam before they pay you. What you want to do is a form called W-4. That form is what you fill out with the number of children, whether you're married, you you tell them about your situation. And then you also tell them if you have multiple jobs or a single job. Because when you have multiple jobs, and many people, they work so hard here, they work three, four, five jobs. And at the end of the year, they find themselves paying taxes, whereas they say they have paid all the taxes. Because the system is based on your gross income and it's a progressive tax system. So the more you earn, then you move from one uh, tax bracket to the other tax bracket, depending on what you earn. But if you were earning, let's say you were earning $10,000 from 10 different jobs, you just made $100,000. But those 10 different jobs would have taxed you at 10%, everyone, because you are in the 10% tax bracket for each of them. So at the end of the day, when you put them together, because when you do your taxes at the end of the year, what are you basically doing? You are just compiling and reconciling what you've done through the year. Yeah. And if that reconciliation process shows that you are owing, then you pay. If it shows that you have paid too much, then you get a refund. Yeah. So you have to, if you were paying from 10 jobs, you were paying 10% on each of them. Whereas 100000 for a single person, single mom with kids, she's a head of household, that she will be paying about 22%. Just remember, there is 12% of that tax that she has not paid. So that W-4 is so important when there is a change of circumstance. There is a change of your job, or you have a new job, you have more income. You want to tell them that you have multiple jobs so that they can factor that when they're withholding. And some another thing is, when you have such problems, Contact a CPA, someone who understands it so that it's something we don't charge for that. We don't. I just tell you, do this, do that, do that. And then we do something they call tax planning to help people. If you are an employer, you are a contractor or you are self-employed, then it becomes all different because you have to pay that yourself. And what we see is that 90% of the time, employers or entrepreneurs, they are so focused on what they do best, which is great. And then at the end of the year, they are all in the trou- in trouble. One thing I'll tell you is, I mean, if that answers your question, I think that is just telling my sister that it's all about, I mean, she can call me. She can send me a, an email. She can text me. Uh, you, have, you have all my details there.
1: Yeah, we're going to share all the details
0: in, yes. the, in the show notes, especially on the podcast. We're going to share everything. I am always available. I talk to people directly on my cell phone. They can call me and I'll give them all these things. And if you go to my, to my page, you will see I talk about all these things because I teach a lot on these things. Amazing.
1: But that was very, very well explained. I'm hoping um, if you're in the audience, a person who has a question, if you're in the audience, please go ahead and do a follow up so you can reach out to charge directly. I'm going to send the contact information at the end of this. Second question that came in. So this is a person who is based in Canada and she wants to know the tax implications of opening a branch of a Canadian corporation in the U.S., Minnesota, precisely? Will she be double
0: taxed? Okay. There are two things. Canada has a tax treaty with the United States. Yes. So there is something, it depends. Um, The particularity of the United States is that in as much as we have federal taxes, we also have state taxes. Some states don't have state taxes. Minnesota is one of those states that has a state tax okay so she will be paying federal taxes because in the u.s you pay taxes on every income that is generated you either are are filing as a resident you are a non-resident then they will tax you on whatever you're making in the united states whatever you make in the united states there are also tax there are also state taxes that will apply there is first of all the, the federal taxes that will apply, and then there will be also tax taxes. There'll be withholding taxes that are held on everything that you're making out of the United States. That's number one. Then now in, the, in Canada, because of the double tax treaty, you can have what you call foreign tax credits for whatever you paid abroad on that business, or you can have what you call um, earned income. So uh, whatever you earned as income abroad, you may avoid taxes. So in the U.S., either you have the, the foreign tax credit or you take um, foreign earned income exclusion. You can exclude part of that foreign earned income from your taxes, depending on the, the tax treaties that you have with, with the other country. It and that's means, mainly based on your residency status, right? It if you're is resident based or on your residency status. So okay. it is based... It is based mainly on your residency status, and she might want to contact me as well. We can talk about that. One thing about this, which is critical, is the structure. Yeah, structure is key for every business. Structure is going to make you pay tremendous amounts of taxes, or it's going to make you avoid taxes. Most people structure their businesses based on someone telling them that, "Oh, um, <laughs> my brother, my brother did an LLC, so I'm doing an LLC as well." My brother did A, so I'm doing it as well. They don't understand that there is a strategy behind its structure. There are three things that you look at when you're structuring your business. First of all, you're looking at your business strategy. Number two, you're looking about tax optimization. And number three, which is very important in our countries, especially when you start making money, is you want to protect your asset. You want It's asset protection. How do I make sure that when I make this money, the guy who is next door is not going to come and fall and then limit, if I don't limit my liability, limitation of liability, because everybody wants to sue you once you start making money in the United States. Yeah. Well, yes. <laughs> so that is why structure is so important.
1: Yes. I'm laughing so hard because it's so true and it's so common that everybody does things because my friend does it this way or my brother does it this way. And you're like, okay, that's going to work for me too. But it, it doesn't work that way. That's exactly right.
0: What works yes. for one person doesn't mean it's going to work for you. And then you have the people, when we, when we have go into business, we have different objectives. Some people go into business, I mean, they want to build that business within five years, take it to a level and then sell it. That's a great business model. Many people do that. There are some people who want to build something for their progenity, for their children, for their children, children. That is a great objective. There are some people who know that I am here today. I want to be here. That is a great objective. There are some people who are, they just want to get to here and then they stay there. Once you know all of this, and then you also, there are some people who want to take the company public. They yeah. build a company to get to a level and then they want to take it public. All these are different strategies that you put together. Think about how they are going to affect your current structure and how you are going to modify. Let me give you an example. I have a client who makes, he is in the trucking business. He, he makes a lot of money. He, this client makes about $10 million a year in income. I mean, that is the money they make. However, when you go through the, I was looking through the financials for the previous years. My client has a big problem with the tax tax administration because they are just charging him he has to pay. So I'm looking through previous taxes and I I see somebody who's making that much money. He is on a schedule C, which means he's being taxed as a, that company is not structured as a separate entity. Oh my God, he's Mm -hmm. paying as an individual? You know what that means? Every time, every time he makes that money, 15% of that money is guaranteed for the government before they even think 15.3% in self-employment taxes. Oh my! So God. just by saving, just by restructuring that company once, he saves about $150,000 or $200,000. So to, it's crazy. There are so many things that people need to understand. I tell people, if you're running a business, as soon as you get to, You could, because in the U.S., you're not required to register to start a business. You could start a business anytime you want, run it. When you make the income, come and share it with the the IRS. So I tell people, start your business anytime you want. If you start making, netting $40,000, come to me, we're going to change change the structure immediately. Because I want to avoid you. I I want to get that optimization of your taxes. So that you avoid some of these crazy taxes. And then we start looking... When when, throughout the year, I tell my people, one of the biggest tax avoidance strategies is keeping your records. Simple. Just keep your records. Yeah. It is as simple as that. Keep your records. Most of the people who are not keeping records of their books, they are not keeping records of anything. They are the people who have the biggest problems with the IRS. And when they get these problems with the IRS, nobody can help them. You help them, you can help them a little bit you can only do as much, but if they kept their their, their, their records, yeah. you will be able to make them avoid everything. So there's so much things to, to break out there, and I'm just happy I have this opportunity to talk to people about it. Let's go through and see if there are questions in the, in the comments
1: section. Yes.